Hi, and welcome to Phantasmal Farces Adventure Eyes, where we delve into the world of entertainment and see if we can pull an adventure out of our arse. Our aim is to inspire and to show, so long as you look, almost anything can be a tabletop adventure. So don't be intimidated, and let's see what we can stitch together. I'm Alan, and I'm the forever GM McCastrix of a group of players in Wales. I love casting my fourth level arcane eye over stories and seeing how they translate into adventures. In this episode, we will be adventurizing Hook. Hook is a 1991 American fantasy swashbuckler adventure film directed by Steven Spielberg. It stars Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, Julia Roberts and Bob Hoskins. It acts as a sequel to J.M. Barry's 1911 novel, Peter and Wendy, focusing on an adult Peter Pan who has forgotten all about his childhood. However, when Captain Hook, the enemy of his past, kidnaps his children, he returns to Neverland to save them, and along the way, proclaim the memories of his past. Opinionize. Good evening, Rod. How are we today? Pushing debt, ye. I'm well, thank you, Alan. How are you? I'm good. Are we are we in Eastern Europe? That's my guess. We are in Eastern Europe, yes. Okay, but I don't know the specific country. Uh, Albania. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, isn't it uh, just? But yeah, so today we're going to be talking about uh, Hook, the... The is it 1991? I should, probably should have looked that up. Uh, um, uh, film by yeah. it's, it's Steven Spielberg, uh, Robin Williams. Uh, that's the film we're on about. I don't know if there is another film called Hook, but uh, if you if you were looking for another one, then unfortunately that's not what we're on about. Uh, but yeah, we're a sequel. To Peter Pan, I guess. Like, it's not an official sequel, because I guess you can't have them, because the guy who did uh, the original books is dead. But, uh, yeah. He does have a, a screen... <laughs> he does have a screenplay um, uh, credit, though. Okay. So, yeah, it, but, but it's a sequel to Peter Pan, anyway. Um and what to say about it in terms of what my opinion is, is this is another one of similar to something like Space Jam. I can't really accurately describe it. It's it's something I watched, you know, it was on TV a lot when I was a kid. Uh, so it's something that I'm very familiar with. It was lots of... Um, you know, lots of nostalgia, um, lots of quotes that kind of were mentioned and used, like, throughout my entire life. Rufio, Rufio. Um, and, but I will say that uh, Dustin Hoffman and Bob Hoskins are the iconic live-action Hook and Shmi, I would say. Um, so, yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, if you were to watch it today with fresh eyes, how would it come off? I don't know. It's very long. Um, I think that was, that's that's a criticism that kind of it had from the beginning. So I don't know if it will kind of hold people's focus if they didn't grow up with it. But I enjoy it. So what's what's your thoughts? 
Well, the the gauge for, for the youth of today is my five-year-old son, and he loves this film, and rightfully so as well. It's just nostalgia in big, bold, capital, red letters. Just I, I loved this film as a child to the point of obsession. I, I would I had the book that I would read regularly. You know, kids will have like a, a broke down version of the very, very abridged sort of plot of the story um, filled with pictures from the movies and whatnot. I had the book. I drew from the book. I drew from the, the I had the TV on pause and I stretched the, the the tape in the VHS from having it on pause, drawing it. Um, I, I, I love this film. I I just it was great. I even still have the sword um, that if you sort of you stop it or, or hit something with it or you do something abruptly as if you're having a chain uh, a sword fight, there's like a little bell inside that goes clang, 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 as if it's actually sort of striking metal on metal, uh, as if it's like the clash of swords. Um, but again, it's my sons now, um, although he prefers a pirate cutlass. So, you know, there's kids and pirates. That's the way it is. But. But yeah. does the pirate does the pirate cutlass go clang? It does not. No, it's just a plastic pirate cutlass. I believe that came from Florida back in the day. Well, um, I, I I respect I respect his decision to prefer the pirate cutlass, but I don't. I'm I'm going to say outright, I don't understand it. I respect his decision, but agree to disagree. I'd go for the one that makes the clanging noise every time. <laughs> He's, he's just, it's a pirate cutlass and he's just, he likes pirates, you know, he's, he's made his, it is a hill he is willing to be mildly inconvenienced on. <laughs> um, but yeah, ultimately it's a great film. In my opinion, I love it. It's brilliant. It's a lovely story. It's just imagination and happiness and childhood. And as a parent, it's sort of, I again, I rewatching it with new eyes. You do have the happy thought of holding your baby for the first time and things like that. So I can I can feel from it uh, in that sense now, not just of the, the sort of the wonder of it as a child, but from a family, I can see now why Peter's, um, why his uh, happy thought would, would be of his children and his firstborn son. I Yeah, I completely agree with it. I mean, like I say, it's a great sequel. Um, it's got everything. Action, redemption, all the feels. Yeah, it's... I think of all the films and, and stuff we've done, and I've always said, oh, I really like this film. Well, this is this is probably the one that I have the most memories of from my childhood. This this really is my film from my childhood. OK, I don't quite have that strong a connection to it, but it is the, a similar thing of that. I almost can't. I can't really I don't really have an opinion on the film because the film I have an opinion more on the memories the film gives me or or has given me, I guess is the, the correct way. It and has a it, cameo from... Sorry, go ahead. It, it, it has too much nostalgia to... Because like you say, although your son loves it, you're, you've, you're introducing it to his, him to it as a child. When I said that someone watching it today, it might not hold their attention. I'm just saying, you know, if you're 25 and haven't seen it, Maybe, maybe you just won't get it. I don't know. Uh, it also has a um, a cameo from Glenn Close. Yes. She plays a male pirate. She's she a male pirate who was put in the box. Yeah, and it's 
for someone so famous. It's very quick and they're disguised. It's very similar to the a lot of the you know the recent Star Wars sequel cameos where people are it's like that stormtrooper was Daniel Craig. Um, it's a little bit because her face you know if you know you know, but it is one of those hidden cameos that's become I would say they've become more popular. It's quite popular now to give high profile fans of a franchise or whatever little uh, cameos, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this may very well be the trendsetter. I'm sure someone's gonna, you know, will tell me that it's actually in 19. 19- Alfred Hitchcock would often cameo in his own films. Yeah, or in 1939, something. I don't really know enough about the film industry in the 30s to to name any names. Uh, but yes, <laughs> mechanize. So, first things first, where do the players go in Hook? Well, there's, it's, it's a rich story with Hook, and it's, it's a sequel of sorts, but it's also off the timeline, as it were. It's sort of an alternate reality or telling of the tale, maybe 40 years down the line. So you can go lots of places with this. First of all, we'll start off with where you can't go, in theory. Okay. Would they or should they be the pirates? Yes, but that's just a seafaring game. It's a nautical game. So what? Yeah. Other than yeah. Neverland, is there anything that ties you to Hook? No, not really. No, because the pirates, the pirates don't have powers. The pirates don't... Uh... Have a backstory, really. They just are. Yes, the only one that has a backstory. Oh, in fact, none of them have a backstory that doesn't involve Peter Pan. Because I was going to say Hook has a backstory, but it's literally uh, Peter Pan tricked him to, into losing his hand to a crocodile. Like they, they have absolutely no, uh, nothing to them that isn't related to um, Peter Pan. They just kind of exist to be his antagonist, don't they? Exactly, yeah. Um, can they be Peter Pan then? Uh, it's a single person. I mean, are you going to try and have six, five, six different people inhabit this one person's body? I mean, that's not how Pan is. You know, he's not. He doesn't have multiple personalities. He is one headstrong young man. In Hook, one headstrong, very stubborn old man, uh, played to perfection by the dearly departed Robin Williams. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say that they could be pan because they can't all be pan. Um, so that's being, there being multiple Peter Pans, you could do it, but that's a bit, it's a bit strange. It, his uniqueness is a big part of the, the character. Yeah. Why would you play a game where you're all able to fly? The pirates wouldn't be a real threat. It's, you know, it's it's game over, man. Well, no, but even then, the just purely from a character perspective, because obviously the other Lost Boys can fly, um, but it's kind of, he is very particular because he, he doesn't want to grow up. Uh, the... 
like he serves a purpose in the story. If you make other people play him, he no longer serves that purpose. Because things like, I know what you're saying, the powers, but uh, the Lost Boys can fly and they can fight the pirates. So they can also do that. So you could just be Lost Boys. But the thing is, the Lost Boys are, to a certain extent, just normal children, whereas Peter Pan is... Like, whereas the others like having Wendy as a mother figure, uh, Peter Pan rejects the idea that you'd ever need one. Uh, he's the one who actually brings children into Neverland. All, all I'm saying is if you've got five of him, it's he fits a, a, a narrative purpose that you it doesn't really work if you have more than one of him. I, I also want to mention to anyone listening that I would like to distance myself from the idea that the Lost Boys can fly. In your world and in your game, they can, but not in mine. Okay, but they can fly in the film. Um, the children, the, the, the darlings, could yeah. fly, not the Lost Boys. Okay. I could have sworn Rufio flies. No, he was on a skateboard, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Okay. But yes, okay. Scratch that then. <laughs> I, now that you've mentioned that, but like literally in my head, I was just remembering, remembering him being, uh, like I, it's him coming down, but you are right. He comes down like, like a half pipe on a skateboard. Okay. And, but for some reason my brain was like, but yeah, he flies down. He jumps and kind of, feather falls down but no you are right but but i guess the same thing applies is that they still fight the pirates uh other children like you say the darlings can fly like that if you want to be someone who can fight pirates and fly there are ways around it yeah um which kind of segues into where i would see players be in and where i would take the game in the direction if i were to run it um if you're going to include like neverland and a group of people then like you say the lost boys would be the ones that come to mind question is would you have pan as an npc um it's up to you uh, really uh would i have him as a as an npc uh if I so if we were trying to do a a literal Peter Pan game, yes, he would be an NPC. Uh, certainly to start with, would he get somehow uh, moved uh, moved out of the way? Uh, but also as well, if you're doing it in the sense of Hook rather than Peter Pan, I think I think we've shifted shifted to the left a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. When Peter Pan originally returns to uh, Neverland, he isn't, he's, I've forgotten what, he's Peter Darling, isn't he? Does he? Ben take... Bennett. Bennett, He was yeah. never a Darling, was he? He was, he's, no. he's Bennett. Yeah, no, I, I just realised that. Banning. Banning. Um, yeah, he's Peter Banning, not Peter Pan. Peter Banning is Peter Pan, but he's the uptight businessman version so if we're doing uh if we're doing kind of like a hook and taking specific plot plot points 
he would be an NPC, but at the very start of the game, he would be useless, basically, because he's not Peter Pan, he's Peter Banning. Yeah, so that's, I mean, it's where the creative sparks really sort of land and, and what sort of ignites from it, really. Um, so, yeah, if you've got Peter Banning, are you the Lost Boys trying to help him to regain his memories? You know, are you finding lost artifacts like thimbles, marbles, maybe a sword? You can, you know, it's, it's, it, hook is the foundation in which you're building on. You can twist things and change things up as you go along. Um, are you helping him to become more like Peter Pan? Um, it, it, basically, I got inspiration then from um, the plague section of Curse of the Crimson Throne, whereby the more successful you are, the more points you score, more victory points you score, which against a, a table of, you know, for example, did you get 0 to 10 points? Did you get 11 to 20? So on and so forth. Um, yeah. Which bracket you fell in to get Peter along the way? Does he just get his memories back? Does he get memories and covered in fairy dust? Does he memories, fairy dust and his happy thought to fly? Is it memories, fairy dust, happy thought to fly, courage to fight and to crow? And so on and so forth. There's no stopping then. If you if he's like Peter's still in a bit of a funk and you, you've only got him, you know, his memories back, you might have then have to train him, you know. So then you might need a bit more work and a bit more sort of involvement in that sense to get him up to the next step. So there's there's always that is my thought, really. Yeah, I I think that's cool. It's a it's a nice twist on the kind of gather the sacred relics to defeat the enemy quest because it's rather than gather the sacred relics it's um return the the great warrior to his previous self um and you can then also have it culminate in a in a big battle have the players doing objectives while peter pan and captain hook are fighting in the background and basically the players actions will you know will eventually their victories will lead to pan's victory so although he is the one who saves the day it will still be entirely down to what the players do so for when i say objectives like an objective i thought of is uh one could be they've got to find the crocodile the eight, the eight hooks hand so that they can and maybe a new crocodile, sorry to interrupt, because the crocodile in Hook became a clock, ironically. Yes. Uh, so a new crocodile, um, or, or the one, you know, depending on exactly, because obviously, like you say, you can, uh, and, I, and I think I'll be doing this a little bit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slide occasionally into thinking of just Peter Pan in general. Um so but yeah you could find them have the the crocodile um because then there's also elements of the peter pan story that aren't in hook you could get um uh, assistance from the mermaids or um other characters that don't play an awful awfully big role in in hook you're reading my notes now stop it <laughs> yeah you're taking you're literally taking the words out of my mouth okay but uh but yeah but that would be what it would be so it would still be peter pan saves the day but it would actually it would still be that every player success brings pan closer to success and every failure brings pan closer to failure 
you it, it would be a real cop out if it would be like, well, you all died, but Peter Pan still wins. The end. Yeah. Um, well, I, I sort of took it a step further. Um, because it's such a fictional world and a rehashing of the law. Because um, like I say, it's, it's, it's the next step forward, but not necessarily canon. So you could, you could take that multiverse sort of thing and, and run with it. So did Peter, for argument's sake, Mr. Banning, die of old age? So the news has come to Neverland. And Hook now, emboldened by, embiggened by this news, is starting to make moves on taking over Neverland. So you, as the Lost Boys again, would have to rally the troops and rid Neverland of Hook, or push back on him. Maybe start a revolution of some sort. Um, so again, gathering allies, gathering artefacts. Uh, maybe using the artefacts to make Hook believe Pan is back. Um... And now adding that element of surprise again, <laughs> this is the idea you stole from me. I'm going to claim it and say, you know, you find the crocodile. Um, you could go further again then and break Neverland because I think it does have a map of sorts. Um, you yeah. could break it down into sections. So much like XCOM, you could work your th way through different minions before overthrowing a boss of the area. Well, it's not XCOM, actually. It's more a case of like um, Shadow of Mordor. Uh, where again you, you you go through you you get through the little minions and the the, the smaller area boss uh, to free that area, um, and again freeing that area would give you further perks. Um, so like you say, you know having the mermaids or whatever they might help you locate the crocodile because obviously they're underwater as is usually the crocodile. Um, and I would see it then. So what I'm trying to explain is, is like it would be like the computer game Freedom Fighters, where one area being conquered would make it easier for another area to be uh, conquered or taken over, whatever you want to say. So, for example, using that uh, example, it would be uh, the post office was nigh impossible to get into unless you destroyed the helipad first, because then the helipad, the helicopters are no longer flying overhead to harass you allowing you to get into the post office and blow it up and so forth. So I would see it like that. You can, you can, it's sort of open-ended as to where you go next, but there, are, there, is a sort of, there is a sort of path you could make it uh, if you use the right, you know, your, your brains. Um, and obviously that first one is always going to be tough, but it, it could in theory then, excuse me, make things easier as you go along. Yeah, I like the idea of because you you spoke about would Pan be an NPC. Um, I like that idea that there is no Pan, and but but part of what the players have to do is create a feasible illusion that Pan is back to put Hook on the back foot, because that that solves the problem. Not because you said they can't all be Pan, but if Pan isn't real, then they can because because pan is is actually just the the sum of all their actions he, he's not real he's a sim uh something uh i've forgotten but you know like v for vendetta it's like you can kill a man but you can't kill uh the idea mm -hmm. yeah um so because pan is now just an idea he's not actually real uh because 
the fact Hook thinks he exists because of all the players kind of means that from a certain point of view, the players would all be pan. And they could be all be pan, but that is the way that that you'd do it, I think. Yeah. Um something I was thinking of is if we take out uh all the actual Peter Pan trappings, uh but take the core idea of a hero who has moved on uh returning to to the fray as it were um i was thinking that you could if you've had like a a long campaign or even a, even a one shot but something where players had a very strong idea over what what happened uh you could then do a sequel campaign where you're the long retired versions who return to the area of the original campaign and have to, uh, you know, get themselves back if they're going to to save the day once more. What do what do you think about that? That is a good one because everyone has that character that they loved playing, or at least I hope they did. Um, so yeah, it would it would be interesting. Um, d- what sort of return to glory are you are you seeing then are you are you thinking that they're they're old and wizened and there's there's a training montage or are they what what sort of things do you would you suggest people could use as inspiration there then it depends on how they particularly want to do it because obviously uh in hook it's more a mental journey than like he doesn't need to do a training montage as such because it's more about him reconnecting with uh his inner child as it were um so it could be that i i do see that it would be more story related because it would be a way to for people to play out uh how because obviously they'll have played their character originally then they'll play the old retired version and the game would then in part be about playing out how uh the char- the the two versions of the characters basically fit together how one became the other via going back to backwards if that makes sense okay so it's it's more a case of not regaining former glory or or strength of arms as it is um the fire within yes yeah it would it would be a very role play heavy um in my my envisioning it would be more because the players would technically still have their powers i guess you know they might be rusty and they do need you know a little bit of of oiling, but it would be more like um getting them you know i sorted this once before but it's come back so why should i care again you know basically getting the 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 the, the hero back out of them because that because they, they'll still be you know if they're a if they were a paladin or a wizard or whatever they'll still be a wizard but i'm thinking that they're they're old and they've given up being a hero and it and it would be about getting them back to being a hero would there have been would you do for example a prologue 
whereby <laughs> this is maybe evil but there was a prologue so they've just you know they've saved the day they're, they're at their youthful stage at this point and then they're somehow cursed with uh maybe double the life expectancy or immortality so maybe many 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 decades even centuries have gone by to the point where they're so disenfranchised so it's not a case of this is a whippersnappers game, let the young uns do it. It's to the point where I'm just ready to die now. I need something to kill me and I don't I'm not bothered anymore. I don't want to do this because I just can't be bothered. Yeah. And then and then it's about getting, like you say, lighting the fire within again. I, it it would be about the heroes of the fire's gone out, and this would be about uh relighting it. Exactly the concept, the core concept, as opposed to the plot line of of Hook. Uh, yeah, that works wonderful, really good. Might be difficult to do, but uh, and like you say, I, I a bit like Peter Pan. Peter Pan was a, a beloved character, and Hook was a revisiting of, you know, what if uh, Peter Pan grew up, um, and. Yeah, I think there are some characters, some campaigns where uh, people would like to revisit the characters in a in, in a in a similar way. You know, it would never be exactly the same because he's, uh, you know, your characters are not Peter Pan. They'll be, uh, you know, they'll be whoever. I was about to give, trying to give an example, but I can't give an example of. Uh, people's actual uh characters because they're yours they're you know as in i could say garrett in your case but that is that is just peculiar peculiar to us there is no way to to give an example but i'm i'm hoping like you say that people are hearing this and then going actually yes there is someone you know there's a character where I would like to do, I would like to kind of revisit this and see them uh, kind of reinvigorated. Yeah, because it's a whole new concept. Before you were the the burning souls of adventure and heroism, and now you're not. But my my thinking really was not to sort of much be so much jaded or anything. That is the effect ultimately of being uh, immortal. But for example, if you have a human player, um a human character is excuse me you're all human players presumably um and an elven character if many many centuries have passed the human player the human character excuse me would have died and the elven character may only then be in his mid-adulthood mid what do they call it mid-life so how how would you i mean like i say other than making them would they be cursed with something that would extend their life or was it, you know, is did they manage to, was that one of the uh, the sacrifices that they had to make to be able to, to, to win the day at the end of it? So you could do that as a prologue, you know, you, you've gone through this whole adventure and then all of a sudden, um, kind of like Cocoon, but without them going away on holiday, uh, not on holiday, into space. You know, they've 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 basically got this this day of execution and they've extended their lives for so long that their place is no longer on earth as it were you know so how would you envision going around that or would you say that that's more for the gm to decide because everyone is 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 different i think everyone is different but you could also there are 
they're not the exact same idea, but you could um so for example, if the elf is the only one who logically would still be alive, maybe you don't revisit your actual characters as in this is slightly different and again as you say it's uh different for everyone but maybe the whole point is the the elf find you know the the surviving one finds young people who are similar and instead of being a relighting the fire it's lighting the fire, but you use it. You use a character that perhaps contrasts with the original one, but it's still their um, their path to to heroism built on the the original character. If it being the original character itself doesn't quite make sense, yeah, okay. Because it, it, to me, you see, there's a simple explanation. If you're doing it as a cipher, you accidentally get. You you basically uh, Philip Fry it. You you get caught in a cryotube, and things move on, and now you're either trying to find your way home or you're just so despondent with your circumstances you don't necessarily care. Maybe, um, but yeah, the fantasy side of things. I didn't. You know, were you trapped in amber all this time, and you're just angry with your circumstances, or were you? Did you have a spell put on you that sent you far into the future, and you're trying to get your way back? But at the same time, you're actually torn between then helping the people whose circumstances you find yourself embroiled in. You know, something something like that. But yeah, I suppose if I can come up with three on the trot right there, any GM could in theory do the same. So yeah, I suppose it's down to them. Systemize. Okay, so I think this is a a prime candidate for the five finder treatment. Because uh, it's very high adventure look because although um basically no one no one really dies do they in in the hook iteration i'm not not gonna say um the 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 problem i have yes i would agree it's a fantastical land with mermaids and flying and and all of this stuff but it's also grounded so Five Finder without the magic or the magic being heavily restricted because no one in Pan, uh, Hook or any of the mythos, basically, let's use that. Let's just say that they're not casting Fireball or Toll the Dead or anything like that. They, they, they're flying and that's pretty much the long and the short of it there. Yeah, so that was my first thought was that 5e, I think, kind of works. However, if we're doing this... Uh kind of lost boys uh guerrilla warfare um you could consider each um operation as a you could you could view it through the lens of a heist you know with a bit of tweaking and reskinning um so there's a game called um blades in the dark um and derivative games are called uh forged in the dark um so if it you know if it takes the basic concept but takes it in a different uh uh route it's called a for it's called a forged in the dark game um like powered okay. by the apocalypse is because it uses the system originally used in apocalypse world um so forged in the dark uh i think you could do that where you you do it as a little bit of uh, you do them, you know, kind of heist by heist, operation by operation, because yeah, uh, 
that would avoid uh the that would avoid the magic problem that you you describe where it but also as well um it is also a system that's all about like running into trouble but then like kind of grabbing victory at the the last minute you know it might have a cost later but it, it's all about like coming close to the edge but never going over it obviously you can go over it it, it you know if you if you do go that far uh that hard and fast you 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 can go over it but it is a very uh tense but you get away kind of game which uh i think kind of fits with the lost boys because you know things get things get dodgy but they do kind of it it does follow a very good guys win bad guys lose um kind of level of morality yeah and i and i think if you tweak blades in the dark you could come up with something quite that works quite well for that it would be making it a bit lighter so it'd be like as part of your tweaking i think you'd make it lighter than the original blades in the dark but i still think that could work um so you said that 5e has too much magic but um so is there anything else that you you had thought might be better yeah i i found um a couple of suggestions that might suit it uh, a little bit better so changeling the dreaming so you sort of theories and things like that um but then also deliria which is a small rpg out there um i'd, I'd look that one up that's kind of similar sort of um fey wildy type setting because that's what neverland is really is the fey wild you know it's this weird and wonderful and fantastical unicorn and fairy filled land um but no I, I, although i said that 5e may not suit it it doesn't mean that it doesn't suit it just not perfectly that's all so having said that um upon researching there are two five edition ports um called neverland by uh, matt forbeck and it's uh, free so it, it's, you know, basically it's it's uh, just a document. So it's a wall of text. So I didn't have time to really, or the inclination to read through it all. Uh, so we could possibly address the situation with, with 5th edition. Fifth edition. Um, however, a paid version by a gentleman named Andrew Kolb has also provided a 5th edition port of the setting. Uh, it's available on the UK Amazon for less than £15. And it's it's sort of formatted in the way that you would expect a, a Dungeons & Dragons book to be. So for me, with uh, my dyslexia, it's a lot easier to digest um, things in smaller... Obviously, A, the pages are less, you know, plastered with words because there's pictures. And it's also in smaller chunks of, of information. So the bite-sized chunks, I, I, can, I, can, I happen to read that far easier um so although you have to maybe pay for it i i would i would certainly give a look because i'm um maybe i'm jumping the gun slightly i am i'm enjoying the idea of this see so having looked into it it's probably going to be a purchase i will go for summarize um, again i think i know some level of what you're going to say but this this would definitely be a this is a this is a it's a yes from me uh uh 
I I think it could make a very cool adventure. Whether you do the 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 literal let's you know return Neverland, you know, you know, not return Neverland to glory. That's the wrong way to look at it. But let's you know defeat Hook for good. Or if you make the slightly more philosophical version of previous characters of yours and their uh um what was the word we uh reignite the flame fine reignite the flame so either like all of the kind of ideas we've looked at i would be very keen to uh play or um gm and yeah i i i think it's one of those things where I don't really have a lot more to add because I think it was kind of the the enthusiasm for the ideas I think was was clear with the episodes. Um, yeah, I I I I like them all and and would definitely definitely like to use them at some point in the future. Whether I ever will because it goes on this never ending list that you know for everything you you mark off it. There's about twenty things you add to the to the bomb, but. Yeah, it goes on the list. Um, yeah, no, having you what you've put forward, um, yeah, I, I, I like that idea, going back, because I do prefer an RPG game. Um, so, yeah, I do like that idea. That sounds good. But uh, also, it'd be interesting to try and put the XCOM slash Freedom Fighters spin on, on Hook as well. So I'd certainly give it a go. Yeah. Freedom Fighters, just, just as an aside, Freedom Fighters, underrated uh, classic, that. Absolute masterpiece. The soundtrack alone is brilliant. I would say we should do an episode on that, but I think it, it to a certain extent, it's kind of, now that you've brought it into this, if you listen to this episode and our XCOM episode, I think you, you've kind of got freedom fighters episode <laughs> yeah yeah okay so i guess it's uh whose turn is it to to play us out i can't even remember now um i'll volunteer i'll be a huckleberry cool tombstone that's another one we'll have to do um because we haven't done a wild west one yet but yeah no, thanks. Oh, oh good point someone <laughs> write that down <laughs> quick um yeah thank you everyone for listening so far 250 listens um, as of recording, very excited that only two seasons have gotten us this far over the line. There's been a couple of head scratches along the way. Things that we thought would be popular were not, and things we didn't think would be popular have been. But um, yeah, it's been a roller coaster. So used to season three, which is we haven't closed season two yet. But yeah, we're looking forward to already planning season three. Um, Thank you, everyone. As per usual, the, the social medias are all in the show notes. Please do get in touch with us. Um, we really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, there's the affiliate link. The usual blurb applies. Doesn't cost you anything extra. Small kickback for us. Um, just to help keep things going at no extra cost to yourselves. Thank you very much, everyone. So that was our episode on Hook. Hope you got some good ideas out of it. So next time you need something that inspires you, you won't just theorise, but adventurise. And if you do, please let us know. Um, all the social links to socials found in the show notes. And we'll catch you next time.